What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, Adam Ronis. The two of us probably going to be incredibly distracted today, right? I mean, you've got two incredible NBA games going on right now, Adam, that I know you're into. And it is the NFL draft right now. Now, I'm not like a huge like, oh, my God, you know, the draft, the draft, the draft, the draft. But, you know, considering that this is our job and uh, and, and we need to see the landing places, this is where I get excited about football in the sense that I don't need to break down all these guys and what they did in college and this and that. Show me where they're going to end up in the NFL. Show me the system they're going to be playing in. And then I'll tell you who I like for fantasy purposes. So big night here for sports, dude. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, NFL drafts always big and some teams with multiple picks. And you do want to see how it's going to impact in fantasy. Although, uh, you know, not a lot of a lot of wide receivers expected to go around one. Looks like no running backs, if any one. The quarterback's probably not going to have any impact this year. But obviously, offensive line is a big deal for fantasy. I know fantasy players kind of oh, just offensive linemen, but it matters. Uh, you see some of these teams where the offensive line struggles and it impacts the fantasy t- statistics that we want on offense. So definitely intriguing. And yeah, it's two, uh, two, uh, so far, uh, as we record two very good games going on right now with the Sixers Raptors and the Raptors were down three zero in this series. Um, and if they win tonight, they force a game seven and no team in NBA history has come back from three zero and won a series. Uh, and the Suns Pelicans, and the surprising is Devin Booker is playing tonight. He is oh, back. See, we talked about that. Yeah, he is back. He is playing. Um, uh, and that game um, is tied at the end of the first quarter, 28-28. Booker played seven minutes in the first quarter, had two points, two assists, and a rebound. Um, looked fine to me. So uh, probably going to ruin my parlay that I put in before I knew he was playing. But uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe not. But uh, I did have Chris Paul and uh, Paul tends not to score as much when Booker plays. So uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and then Dallas, uh, Utah, the later game. So, uh, yeah, I'll just have my head on a swivel watching all this stuff. I mean, listen, you got to You got to be loving it just as a, as a basketball fan. But, you know, put your parlays aside. Right. To, to have Devin Booker back tonight is huge. I mean, it's huge. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, for, you know, the Suns and their title hopes, uh, because, again, the initial timetable was two to three weeks. And I don't think anyone envisioned him playing in this series. But the fact that he's out there for a game six is a big deal, because uh, now you just hope that he's fine and they move on to the next series and then would set up uh, more than likely a, a great series with Golden State. Right. Yeah, that would turn out to be a a nice one there. It's a good thing that his name is Devin Booker and not Ben Simmons. How about that one there? Ooh, I don't want to play. And on top of that, man, we had an entire full day today of MLB. And we saw some great stuff going on uh, around MLB as well today. We saw some some really, really nice pitching matchups across the board. Right. Freddie Peralta. Uh, looked a lot better, uh, you know, than 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 his his earlier starts. There could not believe Jose Quintana uh, keeping down the Brewers. Uh, we saw the Padres beat up Tyler Molly today. That was going to be an interesting one. Um, and uh, you know, listen, the Marlins they keep beating up the Nationals. I'm in on that one. There, um, just a lot of great stuff going on in baseball too. 
And Ronald Acuna is back. Uh, he is in the starting lineup tonight. He went uh, 0 for 1 in his first at bat, but uh, the fact that he's returned earlier than anticipated was a good sign. I had tweeted out the other day, he had uh, three stolen bases in his rehab stint. That yeah. to me is a phenomenal sign, man. I mean, if he's running in a rehab, he's going to run at the major league level, I think. So uh, if you took the chance on Acuna, you're feeling really good uh, that he is back uh, here in late April. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> excuse me. I wrote about that in the uh, in in the roundup this morning because I was I was super pumped to see the three stolen bases too. Like you know, okay, fine. You're hitting three sixty eight at AAA. You should be hitting three sixty eight at AAA if you're Ronald Acuna. But the fact is, is that you know we've been talking about the the concern as to whether or not he was going to be free to run. Uh, this is definitely a huge sign, right? Because I mean, three stolen bases and just a uh, uh, you know, the rehab stint alone, that's big for him. And that's, you know, because that's a lot, a lot of people were devaluing him in drafts. It wasn't just the fact that he was going to miss time, right, the first month of the season, but then, you know, miss time in the first month of the season and you're not stealing any bases. Well, that's going to be, a you know, a, a bit of an issue. So great to see that happening uh, for sure as well. Uh, dude, I'm so all over the place here with uh, with with everything. I wish I, like, had the wherewithal. It's been such a heavy NFL draft day for me today um, that that I haven't had a chance. Like I get off of this podcast and I'll have the uh, the draft going on and, you know, and, and checking out everything that happens there. But I got all these baseball games. I got to sit and watch now uh, and see what went down, like exactly what went down. So super pumped. Super yeah, pumped I mean, that. only two games tonight, too. So uh, as you said, like everything is pretty much done. Um, you just got Cubs Braves going on and Cardinals Diamondbacks. That's it, which is actually good for me tonight. I, you know, <laughs> I just want to focus on, you know, take a look at the drafts. So he's taking it and watch these NBA games. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I mean, I'm, I'm almost at the point right now where I just I don't even know. <laughs> See, I'm dying right now. I got the I, well, I mean, I'm not I'm not dying. I don't want to freak anybody out of here. But the COVID cough is like it's starting up on me today. Like I haven't had it for like the first couple of days that I've been sick. And all of a sudden I got the COVID cough now. That sucks, man. It's a bit of a bummer. It is definitely a bit of a bummer. Fever is gone, though, right? Fever is gone, although I, I get hot flashes like I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm my wife, right? Mid 50s and, uh, and, and going through menopause. Right? I feel like that's what's been going on a little bit with me lately here. Um, as well. So, holy smokes. All right. Well, let me, I, you know, I'll, I'll find, I'll find what we should be talking about here to kind of help people through certain things, because you know what? I was actually talking about the fact that, that we need more of like a more, more like more guidance on the buy low, sell high. I brought this up to you before, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. So looking at some of the names and stuff like that and, and, and who's, um, you know, who we want to want to look at, like who is out there that that you could buy low, sell high. And one of the guys who I mean, listen, I, you know, I, I went through we've already talked about uh, the the Mets and the Cardinals and that stuff. I'm just looking at my article here. Taylor Ward, um, definitely a guy who, uh, who who I think right now, I mean, I'm sorry, what is he he's batting like 380? I know that, you know, he's uh, that that he's looked fine right now. 
But here's like a 28-year-old guy, right? He's batting 395, actually. Four home runs, nine ribbies, 13 runs scored. You know, he's always been a part-timer here. I, I just, I don't know. Do you feel like, you know, you take a guy like Taylor Ward, are, are the Angels trying to, you know, is it worth their while here to groom Joe Adele more and get him more at-bats? I know that he's been struggling at the plate, but... You know, I, I just don't see a guy like Taylor Ward really holding down the value of a Joe Adele. Uh, he is right now. Well, I he mean, is right now. Yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. And he's going to. I mean, it's the, Matt, it's the first it's the first month of the season. It doesn't matter. OK, Joe Madden said before Taylor Ward was back, when Ward comes back, he's playing every day and he's been true to his word. So it's hurting Adele. I have Adele. I don't feel confident right now playing. <laughs> weekly league. You can't. I mean, no, and no, Marsh, no, he's, I, I've got him stashed on a bench. Absolutely. And Marsh has been good and he's going to play probably against righties. So, yeah, I think he's definitely hurting Adele right now. And Ward has done nothing but hit since he and, and he's sitting at the top of the order. Uh, he's walking a lot. I mean, he's hitting the ball extremely hard. Will it last? Probably not. But right now he's got a, a leash, man. They're not taking him out of the lineup. So it. It's hurting Adele right now, man. It sucks. I mean, Adele hasn't produced, though, to be fair, too. You know, you could say, well, it's, you know, you got to be fair. Adele's not producing. He's striking out a ton. Um, he's played bad defense. Um, you know, he's striking out 38.9% of the time and walking 1.9% of the time. He's just not producing. I, it's just only, a, you know, a couple weeks, but he's not doing anything when he's in there. So he's going to continue to lose at bats. Well, no, I mean, this, <clears throat> for the time being, yes, I agree with you that Taylor Ward is outplaying Joe Adele. I, I'm what, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to look a little bit more into the future and look at, you know, general general skill sets, hit tool, you know, again, because that's that's the thing. Like, let me ask you this, because I, I think this will actually really help with the buy low, sell high uh, concept there. What are you looking for when you see a guy and, and let's take a Taylor Ward, for example. OK, the manager's got some some faith in him here. He's hitting very, very well. But, you know, you look at uh, at Taylor Ward's history and you say, all right, you know, is he a late bloomer? Or is he just going to go back to doing what he normally does? And this is just this is nothing more than a than a hot start. If you had Taylor Ward right now, would you be looking to sell him if somebody's willing to pay? Yeah, but I don't think anyone's going to pay a lot. I have Ward in a couple of leagues, but no one's – I think most people are. They're not going to give you anything significant for him. So I think you just write it out. This guy was a first-round pick, so the pedigree is there, and some people do turn it on late. He's never really got much of an opportunity in, in Major League Baseball. I mean, in 2021, he had 208 at-bats, so eight homers, 33 RBIs. So – um. I I just don't think you can you you can get a lot even if you're in a league where someone overpays a pat I just don't think so right now because it's only been a week a week and a half since he came back so I think if you have him you write it out yeah I don't think anybody's looking at Taylor Ward being like oh dude yeah total late bloomer and he's going to be phenomenal and I'm going to you know trade to get him I guess really the question that I have then is like when you go through all of this and obviously it's a case by case basis. But you've you've been sifting through because you play in leagues where you do have trades. 
Um, and, and you start looking at some of these guys who do have the hot starts. Like, what is it? What's the what's the criteria that you kind of look for when you're talking about believing in a guy? Is it just the opportunity that's being presented to him right now? Is it is it his actual skill set? Are you scouting him for his hit tool? Like, what is it that 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 turns you on to believing in somebody who's starting off strong? Yeah, they obviously have to have the playing time. And they have to have the skill set to back it up. So I think the combination of those two um, is really what's going to tell me whether I believe in the player or not. The problem is there's just very few guys that are hitting right now. So on the offensive side, there's just not many players that are producing. I mean, and the guys that are hot are guys that have pedigree. Anthony Rizzo, CJ Crone, Jose Ramirez, right? Maybe the one guy who isn't who I am kind of believing in, I did pick him up only as Jerks and Profar. Again, another guy that has uh, a pedigree and has been disappointed, but he's playing every day. I think that was one of the concerns coming into the year. Uh-huh. And and he's producing right now. Um, and, you know, some of his numbers look uh, pretty good as far as the underlying numbers at this point. He's walking a lot. He's never been a guy that strikes out a lot. So, you know, that's a guy that I'm kind of buying a little bit. Um, was able to pick them up in one league. But again, a lot of the hot hitters are just guys with, uh, we kind of know who they are. Um, that, that's the problem right now when you're looking on offense. Yeah. Arnado, Machado, Trout, Jose Ramirez, Wander Franco. These are the names that, are, that you know, if you're, if you're just, you know, go to the, go to the Fangraphs leaderboard. Right. And yeah, obviously they, they list it by, by war, but you know, all of these guys are definitely hitting their producing, but then all of a sudden, yeah. Six, you've got Eric Hosmer, right? And that's not a guy who I believe in uh, at all. I mean, I, <clears throat> I think, I mean, I he, think he, was un- he was undrafted in a lot of leagues. Yeah, man. right? And now he's off, off to this like crazy hot start and everybody's like freaking out because he's batting over 400 still through like 17 games. I, yeah, I, it's I, it's I not going to last. It. No, yeah, of it's course not going to last, last at all. I uh, see. I have more he's faith still, in Profar than still, I do Hosmer. Yeah, Hosmer, uh, Hosmer is still hitting the ball 55% of the time on the ground. His fly ball rate is 6%. It's just he's not changed. It looked like he made a change in 2020, and I kind of bought in for 2021, and I got burned. So um, it's it's not – there's nothing here. I agree with you on that one. I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of Ty France. I like what he's doing right now, and I'm actually a believer in it. I mean, he's not going to hit 360 all year, but I do believe in the power that that he's got there. And his RBI production right now uh, has been fantastic. What is he, like second, third in the league right now with 21 ribbies? Yeah, he's up there. I only have him in my home league, and he wasn't really a target. I just came to the point in the auction where uh, I didn't have a lot of money to spend at that position, and I took him. I think I might have gotten him for $2. It might have been $2, man. So people were not high on him, and he and, – He's got, uh, I think, first and second eligibility. Let me see if I can find the price. Yeah, I, I, I've I, been a big fan. Like, Jerry DePoto. I liked him a lot last year. Uh, yep, me too. Me too. Let me see. Jerry uh, DePoto was on the uh, on the Fantasy Alarm oh, show. Oh, my bad. I got him for $13. What am I talking about? Shit. Oh, shit. Look at you. You're lying. You're lying. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought he was mad cheap. And I'm like, wait a second. I spent 13 <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining, though. That's a 300 cap, though. But that's still a decent price. It's not like I got him for nothing. <laughs> Yo, has this draft really not fucking started yet? 
Oh, no. Okay. Has, one the, pick has the NFL made. draft not started yet? One pick was made. Because I'm saying, like, dude, make the pick at 8, bro. We've been waiting for fucking weeks. Why you got to make it at 8, 10, 8, 15? These motherfuckers, bro. Oh, come no, on. It doesn't annoy you, bro. Like, the draft starts at 8. We've been waiting for fucking months. You can't make <laughs> the pick at 8? Like, what are we doing, man? It's already, what, 15 minutes between picks? Is it 15 or 10 now? I don't even um, I think it's 10 minutes between. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, come on. And most of these teams take out the whole clock. Let's go, bro. I mean, I don't know. It's better for me. I could switch the basketball between picks. Well, I mean, picture, you know, just open up the, uh, you know, open, open up fantasyalarm.com, open up our draft tracker and just look at that. Like, yeah, you no, know, that's what I'm going to do. I'll know? have that. Yeah, I'll have that. Um, and then maybe switch to the TV when the pick's close and then have the NBA stuff on. But like, it's just. It's just fucking annoying. Like they come up there, Ice Cube was on stage. Like, come on, man, can we just start? It's eight o'clock. Started at eight, <laughs> dude. How about how about the fact that they like the, the 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 fashion show that they put on before the fucking draft too? Well, that's it's why like, people were commenting about these. I wasn't. I was watching NBA. I'm not, oh yeah, I, yeah. I'm, dude. Not, I'm not watching pre NFL draft fucking guys in suits. What are we doing? Oh, come on, the red carpet. <laughs> it's like watching the E Channel, right? Oh boy, man. <laughs> This fucking world. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, that's a whole we could go on a whole. <laughs> I could legit I could legit go off on the world for hours on end during this draft as well. Um, yeah, like the whole, you know, it's like, you know, like when they do the uh, when they do the Oscars. Right. And they do like the hour or two hours before the uh, before the Oscars. And it's all the red carpet bullshit. What are you wearing and who are you here with? That's what they were doing for the fucking NFL draft. I'm sitting here looking at these like clown suits that they're wearing, right? Jameson Williams looks like a moron in these like in this red suit that the pants are like so short and he's not wearing he's not wearing socks, right? So he looks like, you know, he looks like when you were when you were a kid growing up, did everybody know? If, if your pants legs were too short, were they like, when's the flood? Yeah, that was definitely a common saying back in the day. It was a very common saying. So I'm looking at fucking Jamison Williams. I'm like, where's the flood, dude? And he's wearing these like $2,500 Louis Vuitton sneakers with no socks. <laughs> he's going to stink them up. And apparently they had, they had, a, uh, I mean, I wasn't watching, obviously, but I guess the mic wasn't working when uh, Cube was up there or something. I don't know. So. Oh boy, technical difficulties too. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Lunch How up. about what the fuck is he wearing there? So, Gardner, Sauce Gardner. I'm seeing this like this video of like his uh, his bling. Is yeah, uh, it's it says ridiculous. Sauce, right? It says Sauce, but then he's yeah. got another one that's like right there with it. That like I guess it's like a like a like a bottle. It's like, you know, it's like diamond encrusted little sauce bottle. I'm, I'm assuming that's what it is. Like, that's what this is what fucking people are going bonkers over. Just show me where he fucking lands so we can uh, we can do it. Oh, look at that. The Lions, they took Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Right. After everybody and their grandma said that he was going to fall in this draft. Fucking Aiden Hutchinson goes uh, goes number two. Everyone knows everything. Look at my mock. Oh, right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Although we did get a little bit of uh, inside information over at Fantasy Alarm, we did. Um, sorry, my 
all of a sudden Stephen Smith started to talk in my headset and I immediately have to jump ship on that. Um, we, uh, we, we got from a, an inside source that the Falcons were looking at um, what's his face? Drake London. The Falcons were enamored with Drake London, the wide receiver. They wanted to take him. So we're sitting there, you know, so I looked right. And I'm like, okay, so let me, uh, you know, let, let me, let me, let me check it out. Um, his, uh, his over under was 10 and a half, uh, for what pick he would go. So I took the under at plus plus one fifty, right. And then <clears throat> for him to go at number eight, it was plus 300. So I took that too. And then I went on the air and I started talking about it. And the next thing I know, I'm about halfway through the show, and he's only at plus 250. So the money moving. The money yeah. moving. It happens, man. I see it every day in the NBA, bro. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, all right. Want well, to take a quick time out here and uh and and shout out to our sponsor. Um, we'll just play some commercial break here and uh and and we'll be right back after this. I don't think either one of us are really long for this podcast today. There's just too much going on right now. It really is, man. It's just it's one of those nights, man. I kind of I wish the draft would have been tomorrow because there's one NBA game at 9 p.m. But hey, what can I do? I guess. Yeah. And then you got the second and third rounds tomorrow. And then you got a full night of baseball tomorrow, too. At least baseball only has two games tonight. That's the good thing. You know, Mets are not playing. Yankees aren't playing. I don't have to worry about that. That helps a little bit. Uh, but everyone will be back in action tomorrow. Everyone will be back in action tomorrow. Yeah, because, you know, it's like the, the general interest from from the public is all about the first round right now. Then you've got your your fantasy analysts and your NFL analysts. Who love digging into like rounds, you know, two through five, and then or was is it is it two and three tomorrow? I think it's two and three on Friday, and then four through seven on Saturday. Yeah, I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the broadcast on Sirius XM for that Saturday. You know, we talking about a whole bunch of players I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> 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 they offered they they asked me if I would do it, and I was like, all right, well, who who am I going to be working with? And it's like. You know, Josh, you know, John Hansen and Jeff Radcliffe and um, somebody I can't remember who the other person is. But I was like, oh, OK, good. So people who actually know about college players. So kind of, do you guys mind if I sit in the host chair and just let them talk the entire time? <laughs> there you go. Perry. Yeah, just tee them up. Right. I mean, that's really uh, it's funny. You know, like that's the thing. Growing up in New York. I never got bit by the college football bug, right? Like we didn't, we didn't have college football, like college football, you know, college basketball with the Big East. When you and I were growing up, that was fucking huge, right? But college football, I never got bit by the bug, and so I never really got like into it. And I went to a Division three school in upstate New York, you know. So it was like we didn't give a fuck about, you know, the only sport we cared about there was hockey, so. <laughs> You know, I never really got hit by the college football bug. So, you know, why, you know, letting other people do the uh, do the breakdown again, show me where the guy is and let me see where, how he fits into the system. And then I'll give you my fantasy analysis. Right. But just looking at these guys coming out of college. Like, am I the only one who thinks that, you know, guys who go to the you know, play in these big programs like Alabama 
and Georgia, you know, or in the SEC or in the Big Ten or in the Big 12 or whatever fucking conference there is right now. Like they're playing, <clears throat> they're playing with the best of the best. They're not playing with shitty players. They're not playing with division two athletes here. They're playing against the, the you know, are playing alongside. So I always have a, a hard time watching a, a guy who absolutely excels at the collegiate level against lesser programs, you know, lesser teams and stuff like that. I just don't think that you see enough of a guy to, to really make that determination of, uh, of where he's going to be in the NFL. Like that, the fact that there, there aren't guys out there who will excel no matter where, you know, what they what the system is that they're playing in. I think the other factor too, is we don't know how these guys are going to adjust to the pro level. And if they get that signing bonus and they get that money, do they get complacent? Do they think, all right, I'm good now. I got money. I really don't care about playing. We've seen it. You've seen it, especially with quarterbacks, man. So that's the other factor is you don't know how these guys are going to react to getting the money uh, and becoming a pro. I mean, some people might just be like, love partying and women and don't focus on football. Don't learn the playbook. Don't care. Don't take care of the body. I mean, we saw with Devontae Parker early in his career, right? Didn't yeah. eat, didn't eat well, didn't hydrate well. I mean, those things matter. It took him a while to figure it out. I remember reading an article. I'm like, holy shit. Cause I'm like, this guy's so talented. Why isn't it working? Well, he wasn't eating breakfast. He wasn't eating before practice. He wasn't hydrating. Those little things matter. Dude. I remember when Jamarcus Russell went to the NFL, he went to the Raiders my wife and I, we owned a club in, in San Francisco, right? We did a lot of hip-hop shows. Jamarcus Russell would show up as a rookie, right? On Saturday night, he's there all night. He's fucking drinking like a fish. He shows up to the club and he's fucking high as a kite, right? I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And like immediately, I would like sit there. And it was so funny because I said to my wife, I'm like, you're going to have to let me know when all the hip-hop shows are. Um, you know, on Saturday nights at Mezzanine, because those are the days after where I just want to bet against the fucking Raiders. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, this dude's a mess. Yeah, look, I have no problem if guys want to go out, have some fun. But if you're a rookie quarterback in the NFL and the night before a game, you're out at a club getting high and drunk. I'm sorry, man. It's just it's a bad look. You can't do it like the day before a game, you know, Thursday night, Friday night. OK, fine. The day before a game. Nah, man. And what a shock he was not good remember wasn't that the story that they gave him like a blank tape and then they asked him so did you watch the tape and he's like yeah and they actually gave him a blank tape they figured out he never even put watched it oh uh, no i didn't i actually have not heard that story yeah <clears throat> that's the old draft day did you see the movie draft day i I did. I don't remember it. Everyone was talking about it today. I'm like, wait, I'm almost sure I saw it, but I need to watch it again. When they said that they taped a hundred dollar bill onto the last play, last page of the playbook. And, you know, and, and, you know, some people, you know, some people kept it, some people, whatever. When, when they're the main guy, when Bo Callahan was asked about it, he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Good, good joke guys. Good joke. Right. Uh, kind of a thing. And and they were like, he never fucking read the playbook. Crazy, man. Yeah. Oh, draft day. It was a good flick. I definitely dug it. It gets me in the mood for the NFL draft. Um, the uh, the pancake motherfucker line, pancake eating motherfucker line is uh, is always a good one for me. 
which is why I'm wearing a, a baseball cap right now that has a stack of pancakes on it, Adam. Yeah, I saw you. You took a picture today and put that on social media, right? Because today we're all pancake-eating motherfuckers. Yep. My Jets are on the clock. I'm going to give everybody my my instant reaction to the Jets, who have three and a half minutes to make their pick. Who do you um, want? St- uh, Stingley went third. Stingley went. You know, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind Thibodeau, <clears throat> but I do like. Um, I like Neil and I like Aquanu. The uh, what you would call it? The two offensive linemen. Everybody wants Sauce Gardner, which yeah. I don't mind. But I feel like the offensive line and the D and the pass rush are, are, you know, issues that we could fix right now. I'm on the edge of my seat. The pick is in. And here's the question. Who's it going to be? Who is it going to be? It's going to be like a fucking punter or something. <laughs> Come on. A fucking Jets. Come on, guys. Just tell me who the pick is. Don't give me this whole... <laughs> pick his in shit, but I, I did pick I the, the top three. I did say Stingley would go to the uh, the Texans, so I feel somewhat vindicated on that one. There, who's it gonna be? Come on, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Do you know who it is? I'm watching online here. I'm not watching on the uh, on the. No, TV. they they still haven't. Um, they're still in commercial. It does say pick is in, but they're in a commercial. Oh, here, Sauce Gardner, according to Twitter. All right, there you go. According to Twitter. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're podcasting. We're not spoiling it. Everyone knows by the time they're listening. If they don't, they're fucking in Alaska trying to uh, become your neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, you want to be my neighbor when I move to Alaska. You're going to come up there, aren't you? Yeah. Of a visit, we'll find you a big old uh, Inuit mama, right? How about that? <clears throat> That's what we're gonna do. Let me just see this. Come on, give me the official. I don't. Don't give me the fucking. Uh, now they're showing shit. the last five seasons in the NFL, the two worst records: Giants and Jets, twenty-two and fifty-nine. Oh, right, and we both have two top ten picks. Yes, that's and they just flashed that too. Now they're okay. showing the Jets draft room. It definitely looks like a very uh, exciting bunch there. (laughs) (laughs) And now they're showing the Jets fans. Oh, yeah. Riled up. Yeah. We were were talking uh, memories, like draft memories. I was like, yeah, I remember in uh, 2000 when we had four first-round picks and it was supposed to turn the franchise around. We fucked that one up, too. We did not turn our franchise around in 2000. We were a hot mess. A hot mess. This takes way too long, bro. I mean, it's, I eight, it's 8.33 p.m. Eastern, and our, we're waiting for the fourth pick to be announced. Right. Oh, look, I'm getting I'm getting message here from uh, Ani Streeter asking me if I, uh, if I nailed that top three picks with um, – and I said, yes, I did. I had Stingley at three. I had Hutchinson at two. I had Trayvon Walker going one. Um, and uh, that trifecta there uh, was plus 4,000. I parlayed that. That is a nice hit. It, w- it would have been, but I didn't bet it. I didn't bet. The only bet that I put in on this draft was uh, was on Drake London. 
That was okay. the other one. There it is, Sauce Gardener. That's the official. Hey, Sauce Gardener. Well, there we go. We got a guy who's got tremendous bling. No, it's not. Holy shit, it's a mod gardener. That's Sauce Gardener's real name. I know. I'm fucking with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, quarter, my God. Quarter from Setsy. You know what? On that fucking note, I'm out of here. <laughs> I hope the Cowboys take a fucking punter, right? No, the Cowboys usually draft well, though, man. They just can't coach. That is true. That is true. Well, we'll right see. If Jerry I mean, makes C- the move. CeeDee Lamb was a good pick. Diggs, they got, that fell to them. They usually draft well. It's just now with the cap and everything. Signing Zeke was the worst thing, but oh, well. Damn, <laughs> sun's, sun's down 10 at the half, bro. Woo, Pelicans, they, they don't want to go home. They do not want to go home. Look at that. All right. Well, Adam's going to go watch some basketball. I'm going to go watch the rest of this draft. I got to see who the Giants take so I can go report that back to my wife and some friends of mine there. Um, so, Adam, uh, a pleasure. We will uh, we'll, we'll pick this back up uh, next week, as always. And uh, we'll get you guys a, a, a podcast that actually has a little bit more substance to it. Just a little bit. Not a lot. Just a little. Like a little sprinkle. Prickle substance. You got any final thoughts? Nah, enjoy the draft and uh, enjoy the NBA this weekend. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get at least uh, one game seven, if not two. Everybody loves a game seven. I'll take as many as I can get. No doubt. There's a, there's a chance we get a, there might be none. A lot's going to depend on what happens Thursday night, obviously. So by the time you listen, you'll know. If there's at least one. By the time you listen to this, you'll definitely know. All right. That's going to do it for us here. Go enjoy everything else, people. Uh, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your day. Um, uh, I, I don't even know what the what the MLB schedule is. Just look for uh, look for look for my best bets. I went two and one yet again. I'm uh, I think I'm 15 and five on my uh, on my best bets right now for MLB. So uh, we'll jump more into that tomorrow. Uh, You can check it all out at FantasyAlarm.com. That's going to do it for us here today. For Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.